This is Mike. And this is Russ. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. Hello, how are you doing? Um, not too bad, thank you. Jolly good, jolly good. Yeah, yeah, no complaints at all, down in the south. That's what you've been up to this week. Um, I went to see Megadeth last Wednesday, and uh, they did a meet and greet earlier in the day, so I went down to the signing session for that, and really, uh, really good to meet them in a great show. You weren't responsible for the person that got chucked out, were you? <laughs> or, or you weren't the person that got chucked out, were you? No, but it was very funny because they had, they had, um, he had a problem with the person doing the spotlight on him. So the, he stormed off stage for about 20 minutes and came back. And then that guy started all this trouble and it was it was quite funny to watch. <laughs> well, I thought your Dave Mustaine was supposed to have mellowed now. Sort of, you know, oh, he had. Not he old was, age, but... He know. had. He was just furious about somebody using a spotlight on him saying it can't be that difficult so he said he'd sacked him and um he'd got someone else that can do a proper job and then he he exploded when this guy was being an idiot so it was quite entertaining to watch fantastic good but, to see there's still an attitude in metal yeah <laughs> <laughs> you managed to get something signed in a pick then i understand as well Oh yeah, I caught the pick at the end, and I got the uh, the new CD signed. You couldn't have anything else signed. The uh, the signing session gets the new CD, but it was it was good to meet them and have a quick chat with them all. Cool, excellent. How about you, Russ? Me, um, basically finishing off season three of Breaking Bad this week, and I'm, I think you'll possibly start on season two. I am. Yeah. When you get to season three, it's an absolute cracker. So if anyone's never checked out that show, it is awesome. Cool. As for me, I probably spent most of my week actually laughing at all the people's responses to Series 3, Episode 9 of Game of Thrones. Let's just say it all kicks off and it's quite funny to uh, to see how people have reacted to it. Uh, I've also sorted out everything I need to sort out for download, so I'll see you guys next week and uh, we need to get together and have a chat. Excellent. Yeah. Maybe, uh, obviously, with us all being at download over the weekend it's likely that the schedule for the release of next week's podcast is going to be delayed or probably going to delay it on the Monday and maybe we can spend some time over the festival uh, over a mic if we can smuggle one in I'm not quite sure what the rules are for mics um, and we can have a chat and talk about our uh, download experiences here in Lacuna Core which will be good fun cool okay let's bring us on to news um, so as everybody probably knows by now it was Christina's birthday this week so happy birthday Christina Happy birthday. Yes, happy you. birthday. Uh, shall we sing? We best not really. I don't think we ought to. Probably won't. Yeah, an interesting, you know, um, combination of accents. I'm not sure it would quite work, but even for uh, even for us. Yeah, hey. you're probably <laughs> you're probably right. Okay, let's let's save everybody that and save our own embarrassment. So, happy birthday, Christina. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Christina. Gillian in the Quiller community has spent quite some time pulling together a really great happy birthday video for Christina, which you can see. We'll put the link up in the show notes. Uh, it's really cool. It runs to about two, three minutes long, and there's lots of people saying happy birthday to the first lady of metal. So uh, do check it out. It's a lot of fun. And, and thanks once again to Gillian for pulling it together. I'm sure it took a lot of effort, and it's, uh, it's come out really, really well. Uh, in other news, you may have seen that Loudwire have posted an interview with Andrea and Christina this week where they talk about the rise of female vocalists in the metal music industry. Uh, it's on the front page of Empty Spiral. You can um, see the see the interview there. I'll also post a link up in the show notes. It's, uh, it's only about 
two three minutes long but it's uh, it's worth seeing and it's especially quite funny at the end but we won't spoil that for you in other news uh if you've not spotted the banner on the front page of either our empty spiral website or our facebook page you would see that empty spiral is 10 years old this year this june in fact in celebration of that i'll be posting a competition very soon for one lucky person to win the original artwork that uh, the Kunikor bassist Marco uh, drew especially for us. It's signed, it's framed and it will be sitting on someone's wall hopefully in the next couple of months. Uh, so watch this space as it were for more details of the competition and good luck everybody that chooses to enter. I'm, I'm hoping it will be a good one. Have to say, shout out to Matt. I'm sure Mike will back me up on this, but if it wasn't for you and everything you do, then firstly, me and Mike wouldn't be here, and probably no one would be listening to this. So, huge shout out to you, Matt. Thanks, yeah, thanks, mate. That's a bit worried when you say me and Mike wouldn't be here. I'm not, I'm not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite sure what you're implying there. <laughs> no, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Okay, but before we go on to our review today, uh, I've um, found an interview from our archives this is from a couple of years ago now so you'll, you'll notice that we're talking about 2009 um but i'm having it's a conversation i had with andrea it was in nottingham i believe it was and uh, we talked about his favorite things so back in episode 12 we posted a archive interview with christina where she talks about her favorite things and this is andrea's favorite thing so i hope you enjoy it everything is different today I mean, I have a lot of favorites, especially when we are on tour in the States, we have a case of DVDs and we keep watching <laughs> the same ones like the um, Bullet, uh, the, wait, Leslie Nielsen, the Naked Gun, Naked Gun yeah. all, the, all, of the, all of them, we watch them all the time and uh, Dodgeball, for, like stupid funny movies, but it's, it's cool, or uh, like a lot of Will Ferrell comedy kind of so I have a lot and plus there are a lot of Italian movies which probably you never heard of that are kind of be cheesy funny movies uh, that are were really popular between the 70s and the 80s and we have a sort lot of, like of those carry on films in, in like yeah it's, but it's very cheap comedy it's not like uh, Lauren and Hardy which is a classic comedy it's more like uh, funny stuff but very kind of vulgar and, uh, and a bit cheesy but it's funny because they were uh, they were made um, g genuine in those years then they then now they're trying to do the same in Italy and they are success every every uh, Christmas there's a we call it a cine panettone panettone it's a typical cake for Christmas mm -hmm. and uh, we call it a cine cake basically but because it's a coming out every Christmas you know when the, the cake come out and uh, but it's they don't have the same feeling anymore because they try to reproduce those those funny moments, but they're not. There's not the same time uh, in in life anymore. No? So it's not that funny. It's, it's kind it of cheesy. Yeah, kind of yeah, there was a different point of view. Yeah, it was, it was something new at the time. Now it's just trying to to put some cheese to sell movie. You know? And they actually work because a lot of people keep seeing those movies, but they're shit. So those I would say. Okay. Favorite album of 
2009. Or recently, say. Yeah, no, I got a bunch of albums that I liked. I liked the Mastodon album, you know, Crack the Sky. Sky. Yeah, I think it was yeah. good, good album. Uh, I liked the. Um, we toured with this band called um, uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Okay. And they're pretty cool. They're, it's kind of a mix of Southern rock with down with some little more 80s kind of chorus, like a, a hair metal kind of chorus. It's a big mix of these three elements. So it has the, the um, country feeling with the banjos and stuff, mm -hmm. but it also has a, a lot of big choruses like in the 80s and uh, the more uh, sludge sound of down, you know. So it's kind of a cool album. It's maybe not all of this, and I don't love all, all of the songs, but there are at least six songs which I say are really good. Mm -hmm. so I, I like that. And then what else came out in 2009? Alice in Chains? Alice in Chains, yes, good Very album, good, yeah. really good album. I saw them live also in Milan, they play the shows really good. And uh, I like the Three Days Grace album as well. It's a bit more radio friendly, but I like, I like it, it's a good song. I like the voice of the singer a lot. And uh, what else came out? Those are the ones that I remember, they're probably more. Well, maybe Lamb of God, I thought it wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's it. Okay. Maybe there are more, but I don't remember all of them. We got any most embarrassing album that you own? Your most like your guilty pleasure yeah. albums about an embarrassing yeah. one. Like. All all over, not not in two thousand nine in no, general. Just generally, just oh. like your kind of your most embarrassing album that you still listen to because we've all got records that we don't. Really embarrassed? I wouldn't say embarrassing. Maybe I have a like Abba Best Off. That's a classic, but it's not even embarrassing. I think it's a classic. It's sure. just not uh, rock, but it's so. I've, not sure. I've got I never. I was never like when I was a kid. I was never into bands like. Uh, I was a Madonna fan, yeah, but not. I never really own an album. I just watch the videos or have sure. some random songs on the radio. I never really bought because I was too young, so I never really bought an album. And the first albums I bought was already metal stuff like Iranian Blood or that kind of. So it wasn't really you know, anything to be ashamed of. Okay. Um, have you got an iPhone? Yes. What's your favorite app? Oh, the one that I use the most is the Facebook app because it's, of course, it's easy. It's very well done. It's very practical, very easy to use. And uh, then what else? Uh, I like the, I get sport news. That's very important for me for soccer. So I follow <laughs> the sport news. And that the, we have a magazine in Italy called Gazzetta dello Sport, which is a pink uh, newspaper, mm -hmm. and a daily newspaper. And uh, yeah, I think those are my favorite. And then the one, for sure, the one that I use the most. I have some, oh, Bejewel, of course, Bejewel, Bejewel too. Bejewel the game. Yeah, and uh, some card games that I, when I go to the restroom. <laughs> yeah. We will do that on our iPhone. I don't carry a paper anymore, just no, play. No, exactly. you know? yeah. Noodle jump for me. Yeah. Um, what's your most valuable life lesson you offer someone? Oh, I think this year there's been some weird stuff happening, like some people passing out and and uh, a lot of. I think uh, 2009 has been a very um, an year of passage. I would yeah. call it. It wasn't a bad year. It wasn't a great year. It was something that either in our career and the music and in our personal life for a lot of us has been a very important year for of passage where mm -hmm. a lot of positive and negative happen i i've always i think that i learned that uh, there is always a new beginning somewhere mm -hmm. you know if you really like enjoy life you can always find a way to get out of a bad situation and move into a 
newborn thing, you know, and it's very positive sometimes. Sometimes you actually need to do that. You need to to stop whining and just go on and move to something else. I think it's very important and it gives you more reason to live, more energy to, to go on and you treasure what you've done before, I think. Cool. You, you, you don't have to forget or to uh, completely lost what you've done, but you have also to, to look forward, I think. And that's always a good lesson. I think. No, absolutely, I totally agree. Um, do you have a most prized possession, a physical thing that you value by the way else, whether through sentimental or no I'm quite jealous of my own things mm -hmm. but since I live with my girlfriend I learned more about sharing about uh, no, don't give so much importance to those there are a certain like I have a, a collection of Japanese robots from the 80s animation like the modern reproduction I like Gundam or yeah Gundam and um, Madzinger, all that, and so I have the collection, and it's in my little crystal <laughs> thing. So I, I want anybody to touch it and to play with it because it's very delicate and very expensive. But that's a stupid thing. I, mean, I don't really. I, I care more about the more I grow old, the more I, I value people. Mm. Even if sometimes you can be disappointed by people, mm. still, some people really deserve to be to. To, to, to be treated in the right way. You know? mm. I, I estimate a lot of the human relationship, even if it can be short, they can only be for a certain time of your life. It doesn't have to be forever. You know? no. But I, I really estimate per people more than things. You know? Even yeah. if you need things and you buy things, sometimes you don't need and you buy them. <laughs> but I, I really estimate the, the human touch more. Oh, that's absolutely true. Oh, yeah, we yeah. are. Even if I don't have a son or a daughter, and I think maybe with that you even understand it even more because you treasure more the life of other people than yours. But I think it's very important to even when I chat with people on the internet. Sometimes you find you create some good relationship also in that. I rather meet the people in person. I'm not a big. Uh, <laughs> I don't make friends on the internet. But sometimes I met people which is really cool, and we became friends out, outside of the net. Mm. What's your favorite James Bond actor? Uh, I think Sean Connery is still the best. Even if the, the latest one hasn't been bad. I think they're, they're Craig, very, yeah. yeah, it's better than Pierce Brosnan or or Roger Moore. Uh, Roger Moore was okay. Timothy Dalton. Dal 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 yeah. yeah. I think the last one is the best one after, after, after still Sean Connery. I, I just don't. I think James Bond now is not as much appreciated as it used to be because there are so many over-the-top movies now. Yeah. In the past, when, when James Bond was coming out, was something, wow, the new Sorry. car, the new technology, the new gadgets. Now you got gadgets in every movie, you got yeah. explosion, you got budget for a lot of movies. So it's not as much of a unique thing as it used to be. You know, like James Bond was at the same level of Star Wars or uh, Star no, Trek. Yeah. It was an event when a James Bond Yeah, came, now, now it's now more, it's okay, there's another James Bond, but you know it's not going to be as special as it used to be, I think. And that's because everything else has been right. Yeah, because uh, yeah, all the standard. You got similar movies like the Bourne identity. Say, so Probably James Bond or, or Jason Bourne, which one? The Bourne, I think, is better now. Mm -hmm. The history is Bond, of course. Yeah. But Bourne has been able to refresh the genre. While Bond has been able to do good quality movies, but now nothing really crazy, nothing really innovative. While Bourne kind of change a little kind bit, refresh. Bond is constrained by the yeah. existing story, whereas Bourne could just yeah yeah yeah. It's more yeah. I think, but it's normal after so many years, you can only do you know a certain amount of good movies. We got a favorite film of two thousand and nine or recent. 
Uh, no, let me see. Uh, I got. I really like the Star Trek movie. <laughs> Star Trek movie. I thought it was one right. of the best they did. Yeah. Uh, I, I bought the DVD recently. I haven't seen it when it came out, and I really like it. Then what else? I bought uh, Lenore, the the cartoon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, no, Lenore. Sorry, not Lenore. Oh, Lenore. Yeah, what the one about the button? No, sorry, no, no. Maybe I'm cool. It's called Lenore. Yeah, it's a like, kind of a. Um, Corpse Bride, uh, that kind of cartoons. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Probably it's not Lenor. I'm, I'm saying the wrong. Lenor is a comic book. I'm trying to remember the, another one you mean is a girl with black hair. Yeah, 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 that yeah. one. I can't, oh, can't recall the title. Okay. Those two I really like, but maybe there are more that I can't remember right now. What else? What else came out this year? Uh, really one of my favorite films of 2000 was Hurt Locker. Did you see that? What? Hurt Locker. No. So uh, I recommend it. It's a, a war film set in Iraq about a guy who's in a bomb squad. Uh -huh. It's not really. It is a war film. It's about the guys. There's sort of three guys. No, I haven't together. seen really that one. Film. I, I haven't seen Sherlock Holmes yet. I haven't seen Avatar. So I don't know. Avatar's good. Yeah. It's good for 3D. It's a big wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I haven't seen those ones. So I, I stick with. Uh, I think my favorite film in 2000 is Star Trek. Star Trek, I think. Great, great film. Yeah, great film. I really like it. Mm. Okay. Um, Favorite computer or console game? Console, I played um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, two, the new one. Two, yeah, the yeah. two. Yeah. And I really like it. I think it was the best last year. I haven't played actually the. Um, I, I like uh, Gears of War, but I haven't played the second, second one. one. I've got the second one, but I've not really played it. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. And I bought the Ninja Gaiden 2, I think. But I haven't. I just started now because I didn't have time. I bought it and I kept it for months and I never had time to play it. And uh, the Pro Evolution Soccer, of course, but that's not really innovative, it's just like uh, the same. Are you still on Pro F or you moved to FIFA yet? I was thinking about switching to FIFA because I tried the, the previous one, Mouse is a big fan of the previous one, so I, I, I thought that I could switch, but I, in the end I, bought, I still bought Pro Evolution. And I think they improved something, but not enough to make it a, I, I a big I step personal, forward. I mean, I used to be a Pro Evo yeah. person, as you know. I bought FIFA 10 for Christmas. I think I will buy it to, to try both. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was. I haven't played the latest Evo, but FIFA 10 is good. You know, yeah. you've got full directional movement. Yeah, just the fact that they have all the licensing is much better. Yeah, but I think Call of Duty is the game of the year. I mean, it's you know what what it is, of course. But it's been it's a bit short, maybe you play you finish it pretty mm. fast. But I love it. I really have you played Dragon Age Origins? No. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that on PC and Xbox. It's a fantasy, fantasy game. RPG. I I never really played fantasy game. I I want to try because I never really even the Diablo. I know what it is, but I never really mm -hmm. try to play. So I think you you need to try to understand definitely, what those games are about. Definitely immersive. I usually like games like uh, Max Payne or more that type of or uh, GTA or mm -hmm. that type of shooting everybody. Kind Crisis, of. Bioshock, those sort of things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, denim or leather. Denim. Okay. Favorite alcoholic drink? Uh, I would say beer and vodka. Together? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite cuisine? Uh, of course, Italian. But I'm discovering a lot of also the others. I mean, I always like to experiment. But I'm also actually learning how to cook Italian properly, not not just 
having my girlfriend cook for me, but also made like handmade pasta. When I have time at home, I'd like to experiment a bit more. So I'm getting into the cooking thing, so Italian. Okay. Speaking of which, what's your favorite Italian dish? Uh, that's hard to say. It's so many. I mean, one that I really like is the gnocchi. It's mm-hmm. fresh pasta gnocchi or mm-hmm. potatoes gnocchi with the uh, uh, tomato and meat sauce, ragu sauce. So gnocchi with ragu. Ragu, yeah, tomato and meat and uh, beef, ground beef, basically. Um, favorite actor or actress? Oh, I don't have one, but uh, uh, I like uh, actors. I would say um, Johnny Depp is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say Edward Norton, yeah. uh, but I can say also people like uh, Hannibal actor uh, Anthony, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. I think the British actor are some of the best mm-hmm. because of the the theater school that you have here. That they're, they're all coming from theater, so I think they're they're more able to to switch from characters. While American actors sometimes are really good, but in one specific direction. Mm. Like if you take uh, Al Pacino, or they're really good at being Al Pacino, mm. or being De Niro. And they sometimes can do some other roles. They're really good actors, but they're more mono-dimensional. You know? mm. While uh, in British actor, I think I found them a bit more ad- adaptable changes. And females, oh, I never remember the names, I'm really bad at names, but there are so name many. Name the characters then, if you like, wonder, or films. Yeah, the, the last one, let me see. Um, uh, I don't know, I mean, there's so many that, I, that no one no, comes no, to my mind right now. No but um, Favorite Disney film? Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, it's produced. Yeah, it's a kind of trick because it's it's not really a Disney movie. But I'm not a big fan of. Honestly, I was a fan of Mickey Mouse when I was a kid. Like Donald Duck was my favorite character. But I actually went to Disneyland a couple of months ago for the first time. And uh, but I'm I'm not a big Disney fan. I'm more Marvel, uh, DC kind of. I mean, like my favorite comic book is uh, Watchmen. I think. Brilliant. Absolutely. And also, oh, Watchmen is yes, my best movie of last year. I think. That's I, I Watchmen the, and Star Trek. Because I watched them. Um, I read Watchmen in 1986. Now I was reading Ronin, Watchmen, mm-hmm. Return of the Dark Knight Returns, all those kind of things. I was growing up. I was a huge comic book fan. Yeah. For me, comic books were everything. And uh, I like Watchmen. I think Watchmen was a really difficult film. Yeah. Watch, so but I, I like it. It was a good film. Was I watch it a lot of times. Brilliant adaptation. Of yeah. the, have you seen the director's cut? Yes, I have the director's yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's very good. It's worth I also have the scene that the other the the story tales from the yeah, the black um, of the black yeah. Oh, I think I've got the I've got the body separately. The yeah. Black freighter. Black freighter. Yeah, yeah, that's good as well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, place you most want to visit. Now, obviously, you've been to lots of different places, but. Where you oh, work? I mean, outside of the band, you, you personally. It's probably work. South America. Okay. We've never been there, so I would like to go and see. But I really like Japan. I really like to come back to Japan because I only been there for a couple of days when we played the festival, and I didn't have really time to uh, explore. To so I would, yeah, yeah, I would really want to go there to 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 exploit the culture more. Um. If you weren't in a band, what would you be? If, if you weren't in a band, if I were, weren't, if you weren't in Lacuna Coil, okay, what would you be? What would you like to be doing? Oh, 
I don't know. I, I would. I think working with with my passions anyway. It can be music, it can be comic book or movies or some. No, it doesn't have to be working in movies. Doesn't mean to be an actor. It can be also somebody behind the scene. I like to. I think I'm a good organizer, like a good manager person, more than uh, than anything else. I'm good. I have a good balance. So I think I'm good in organizing things. So organizing that type of it can be music, it can be a movie or something else, but still related to my passions. Okay. Um, and the person you most like to meet, if anybody. Not really. Uh, no one in particular. Like I, I, interesting people, but it doesn't have to be. I don't believe in the. You know, if you can say Gandhi or somebody, mm. but. I don't think I think you you would notice that you're probably much more of a normal person that than than how you would expect, you know, because not usually normal person are the one that then they can do something great, you know. But they they're normal people. It's not that they are great uh, 24 hours a day, you know. I, I'm of the belief that everybody is normal, and we yeah. put people on pedestals too high for them. Yeah, exactly. You, just, you get to meet someone and. They will be very good in something, of course, but yeah. then you, they will have negative side anyway. So I don't think, if I meet people and I, I discover that sometimes you're surprised. You meet somebody you don't expect anything from and, and you have a great surprise. You yeah. know? So I just care about meeting cool people. I don't really care what they do, actually. And finally, have you got a favorite TV show? TV show? Mm, Lost, I think. Yeah. Lost is a good one. Uh, I'm, I watched True Blood recently. I thought it was okay. It's not nothing so crazy like Lost, but I, I, I like Lost. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I'm, I started. I bought The Wire on DVD, the mm -hmm. whole five series. Everybody's saying that Twenty Four is pretty good. I've got the first series, Twenty Four, but I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm trying to catch up on tour. I like on the last American tour, I brought the five season of Lost, and I watched them all on the tour. Sometimes, some nights, I watch like seven uh, mm -hmm. episodes in one night. Because I really get into it, so I like better to watch it all together than to watch one episode every week. It gets boring because you have to wait and then you forget. While see if I can watch it all in once, I like it better. Yeah, me too. That's why I don't get lost. I want to watch TV, so I. I like to, to buy the boxes and watch it. You know, when that's, I want, I can do one night with like ten episodes and then maybe not watch it for three days. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I bought the first series of um, Twenty Four a couple of years ago and just mm -hmm. kind of watched it every. Yeah, I buy a lot of DVD. Every time I go with my girlfriend, we go to even a supermarket or a place and where they actually have some DVDs. We end up come, coming home at least with two, three DVDs. Cool. I don't know where to put them anymore. You have to get a proper place for it. Yeah. Right, now we move on to our review. This is Trance Awake and Sisyphino. We've joined them together uh, from the Half-Life EP, of course. So, let's kick off, shall we? Uh, Russ, I think you're starting this week, am I right? 
I believe it is. Um, first thing probably as a starter for ten is a lot of people will recognise this as a you know a stone stone cold classic Lacuna Coil song. Uh, it's still a staple and a highlight in the live set today, and it's clearly a, a personal song to the band with with a lot of meaning based upon you know the the you know the the feeling that you see when they perform it live and how much regard they have for the song you know considering its age. Um, I love the fact of the original transition on the Half-Life EP, which I think uh, all three of us would say it goes perfectly with Trance Awake as the intro to Senza Fine, uh, which sort of with that uh, programming and sort of keyboard introduction, it just sets up the song perfectly um, and is, is almost a seamless transition. Um, I love the music to it. Um, I'll save sort of any of the uh, the translations, which I'm sure we'll all discuss in a moment that people can obviously look up and sort of find out in their in their own time. Um, the personal highlight for me is I love the vocal melodies. I especially love Andrea's sort of uh, whispered spoken words in there, which I believe sort of um, you know it just really sets an atmosphere for the song. Uh, musically, it's sort of more down tempo and sort of um, it's not a you know it's not a pulsating pounding song that we've touched on before, but it just sort of blends nicely with, with the lyrics, the melodies, and it just it just works. Fair enough. So thoughts on that? Cool. What about you, Mike? Um, I think Russ has just pretty much covered all of it, really. I, I love the intro to it and uh, how it glides into Zensafine. Uh, I think that it was a good decision to keep it in its native language, um, but also interesting why, why they um, decided to do that, which we... Uh, well, we may ask them at some stage if I'd, I don't remember reading or hearing why they decided to do that. And um, I just think it works as a song, and it's, it's well, the whole thing about it really is very good. I, I really like it. Cool, cool. Uh, I really like the fact that um, that Transway is the intro to Sensofina on the, on the EP. I I don't even know why it was separated and why they just didn't have one big long song. Uh, it really kind of builds up nicely into the sort of the punchy start to Sensafina itself. And like you guys, I, I really like the lyrics on this song. Um, as you said, Russ, uh, we probably won't spend too much time dwelling over the, the English translation of the lyrics, but they are available. You can check them out on the discography on Empty Sparrow, as well as I'm sure other sites and you can read them for yourself. And they actually make very interesting reading. There's uh, there's quite a lot of poetry in there. Uh, I'm not sure how accurate the translation is, uh, but it certainly looks like there's um, quite a lot of depth to the words that we see uh, in the uh, English translation. It'll be interesting to to hear from um, someone who is a native Italian speaker and whether the the song is different to them. Given you know the style of the song or the message that comes across in the song, uh, maybe we can explore that and get someone on board at some stage to talk us through um, the the original, as it were, lyrics of uh, of Sensafina. What do you think, guys? Yeah, it sounds good. Yep, wise wise move, and hey, they might even win a prize. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely put that carrot out there, Russ. <laughs> if you come on board, I'm sure we can find something to send you for your efforts. The um. Musically, I really like this song. Uh, it's there's something about it. I like the there's it has a modern touch. It's not a song that's aged at all. I think, and the the vocal sounds 
uh, I, I love Andrea's voice on this. I love it. She's saying the sort of the, the the whispering, the talking that he does. Of course, we got the the madre um, <laughs> chorus, which you know is unforgettable. And of course, if you've ever heard this live, if you've been at a show live, you'll know that everybody's singing along, uh, whether they speak Italian or not. So there's lots of people fumbling with the words. It's quite fun actually, and we all give it a go, don't we? Sort of standing on the barrier, wherever we might be, screaming our heads off to um, Sensafino. It is a classic. They don't play it a lot these days, but they do tend to play it in the it, at festivals where possibly they might not be so well known so and it usually gets introduced as um hi we're italians and this is a song in our own language and it's usually very different from the rest of the set and typically the rest of the bands of course so it it's always quite a memorable moment and uh, always very enjoyable so yeah i really like this song it's although it's a classic i wouldn't say it's my favorite lacuna core song it's always welcome whenever i hear it it's certainly not a skipper not that i really skip any of their songs and i do enjoy it numbers wise what do you reckon russ um, me, this is um, a, a rock solid eight out of ten for me, uh, and I love the atmospherics in it. Fair enough, Mike. Um, I'll give it a solid seven. Is that one of those Mike solid sevens? Is it? Which is yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that like a seven and a half or? Uh, no, like a seven point eight maybe. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go with Russ, and I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten as well. I think it's a really, uh, really good song. Um, love the. Love the beginning of it. Love uh, the use of uh, Trance Awake as an intro. And yeah, it's a, it's a cracker. brings us to a close for this week you can check us out in all the regular places which of course is via the Empty Spiral website at www.emptyspiral.net we're also available on Facebook which is facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net or on Twitter which is at emptyspiralnet do get in contact with us, let us know what you think of the show Uh, check us out on iTunes or the Stitcher Radio Network as well if you don't want to download the podcast directly from ES uh, we look forward to speaking to you next week. Hopefully we'll be at download, so it should be something a little bit different next time. Uh, until then, look after yourselves and uh, stay safe. Uh, speak to you soon, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.